Welcome back, everyone. This is the first episode of 2024 for the Prepared Mindset Podcast. New year, new you, new gun laws here in Michigan anyway. Uh, we'll be getting into that in this weekend's sit rep episode, so you guys will you know, have to tune in for that. But here's some real quick cliff notes. Red flags, safe storage, background checks, murder mitten. So, uh, you know, Michigan here, we've had a pretty long history. We have enjoyed a lot of freedom as gun owners here. And this was probably one of the first blows that we're suffering. Hopefully it's one of the last as well. Uh, but we'll get into that more this weekend. Uh, I'm excited for this week's episode. Not only is it the first of the year, which is also just very exciting for us to kick off the new calendar, but to get to sit down with Walsh from Thin Line Defense. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with them, they have a fantastic YouTube channel, which I actually frequent a lot when I'm looking at new chest rigs, uh, plate carriers, things like that. Uh, I actually uh, shared this in a couple different <laughs> Instagram live videos. And I think also when we had Chris on from HRT, but when I was looking at getting an LBAC carrier from HRT, I, I watched the review that Walsh did you know, several times, the features and the functionality and stuff. They do a, a really fantastic job with their reviews. They make it really fun. Uh, and they have a very interesting way of, of going through the testing process. A, a lot of what you guys will see out there uh, in, in carrier reviews and things like that are usually either guys just talking about how they set it up and talking about features and things. There's not always like a, a template that's applied uh, or, a, or a testing rationale and logic that is applied across the board. Um, and they do a ranking system too, which is, I mean, of course, it's their opinion, but it's also, you know, their channel and, and their videos. Uh, so if you're not into that, you're not into that, but they cover a lot of stuff that's out there. And I really do recommend you guys head on over to their YouTube channel and check out everything they got going on. You can have on their website too. I think they got a lot of really cool discount codes and stuff. If you are looking to spend that hot, hot Christmas cash that you got from your grandma uh, while you're living in your parents' basement, LARPing, uh, as we all are. I mean, not me, but you know, you are. So uh, we're going to get into a whole discussion this week. It should be really, really cool. I've been looking forward to this. I followed those guys for a couple years now. Finally, you know, was able to reach out, put some time on the calendar, and uh, we're going to cut it up. It's going to be really, really good. Uh, but yeah, man, first first episode of the year, we got so much going on, so much to look forward to. I actually had spent a lot of my day today uh, in between you know calls for work and whatnot, talking uh, with a few key individuals, setting up our calendar for the rest of the month, and trying to get the uh, the foreseeable future kind of mapped out and and planned and scheduled. So I know for sure you guys are probably really going to dig the next several weeks, but uh, this week especially, I think it's a really cool way to kick off the new year uh, with the guys from Thin Line. Uh, before I get over to this week's discussion, you know, I want to say thank you and remind everybody we do have a Patreon page. Uh, if you are looking to support the prepared mindset, that is the absolute best way you can sign up. Uh, we have three different tiers. Uh, the higher the tier, the more access you get. Uh, we do exclusive video content. We have blog posts, we have target posts, uh, all kinds of stuff, honestly. And every bit of whatever, you know, you guys sign up for there, all of that support comes back here so that we can take care of the podcast, run the podcast, uh, pay for the, the monthly cost of doing business, as it were, um, as well as, you know, some some cool projects like our trip to the HTA Range Day last year. 
Or if this sounds any different to you, it's because we now have Audio-Technica microphones. So that's one of the enhancements. Uh, we got some new video stuff too with like a, a cell phone gimbal and you know minor things, but little things that you know add up and are gonna help us do better content for you guys both on our new YouTube channel and through the Patreon as well. So we really, really appreciate the support of all of our patrons. And if you guys are looking for a way to support us, you can go check out our Patreon page. Or you can check out our Spreadshirt, which is our merchandise shop online. You can pick up a t-shirt, a hoodie, uh, hats. We got mugs and drinkware and stuff like that. Uh, A little bit of all of that comes back to support what we're doing here at Prepared Mindset, and we appreciate all of it. Uh, You know, uh, the the team here, we we got together actually over the weekend uh, on New Year's Eve, broke in the the camera gimbal, got some really cool footage. We dropped that on our YouTube channel. So if you guys are additionally strapped for cash, looking for a way to support us, go give us a like, give us some views on YouTube. That stuff helps us all out. Uh, We talked about this uh, a little bit in our last episode where me and Josh were kind of wrapping up 2023, talking about the things that have happened or, or, you know, what we experienced. And then also got to talk a little bit about our goals for the year and for 2024 a big goal a big push for us is to get into video so we're really charging into the year dropped uh it's today is at the time of this recording anyway it's january 2nd and we dropped our zeroing video as we uh kind of take you guys through some snippets of our range day where we zeroed i think like five or seven optics and confirmed zeros and things like that it was kind of a miserable day truth be told like 32 degrees for some reason it was just very very wet and muddy and we did not have any snow uh which is kind of weird like i would i would actually love some snow uh or for some of those puddles that we were dealing with to have frozen but uh alas we got through it very productive range day josh did a great job with the video you guys can head on over to our youtube channel and check that out for yourselves Um, but before i get over to my discussion with walsh we also have to say thank you to our program sponsors here. We are a sponsored podcast if you're joining us for the very first time. And we have some very cool partners that make what we do possible with their support. And first, I have to say thank you to customnightvision.com. You guys head on over to Custom Night Vision, uh, check out their website, you know, again, customnightvision.com, check out everything they have that's in stock right now. If you missed out on Black Friday, if you're looking to spend some of that Christmas money or you're getting your Christmas bonus, uh, or you know, if you're you're in a corporate job and you get your annual bonus in January, like so many of us do, right? Custom has tons and tons of units in stock for you guys to go check out. So if you're looking at your very first night vision unit, which I know a couple of you guys have reached out and said that you are, so PVS 14, maybe a Tonto housing if you're looking for something very lightweight, they have tons and tons of options in stock, green phosphor, white phosphor, and I mean it, there are a bunch of those things in stock at all times. They keep those in stock because that is one of the most popular units on the market. Don't let some of these big time guys tell you that you can't be effective with the monocular. It's simply not true. I started off the PVS 14 and I learned so much about how to be capable in the dark with that unit before I was fortunate enough to be able to move up to some 1431 Mark IIs. If you guys are looking to spend a little bit more uh, moolah, right, and get into some binos, they have 1431s in stock. They have katanas, DTNBSs, RPNVGs, and truthfully, if you guys don't know what those are, you're totally lost when I say all that stuff. They have an insight chat function built in, which is great. So you can reach out, you can talk to somebody from the team at Custom and say, hey, 
what are the pros here? What are the cons here? What do I really need? Here's my use cases. Can you can you help me? Can you guide me? The team is there to offer the most transparent buying experience possible to make sure that you're happy with your decision. You don't go over your budget and you still walk away feeling like you got a great, great piece of capability because guys, in truth, it's it, it, half the time it's dark. You cannot see in the dark unless you got some superpower that that I don't, which I guess could be possible. So head on over to the Custom Night Vision website and check out everything they got in stock and, you know, pick up some mounts if you have a helmet and some night vision but no way to run it yet. They have helmets from Opscore and Team Wendy. They have lasers. They have pistol optics. They actually still have some of the Aimpoint Acro P2s in stock for a killer price. Guys, head on over to customnightvision.com today and check it out for yourselves. <clears throat> Also, thank you to HRT Tactical Gear. I was just mentioning them uh, with the video I watched on their LBAC on the Thinline YouTube channel, and that is the, the load-bearing adaptive carrier that HRT makes. I've been running that for about six and a half months now. I love it. I think it's an outstanding design that is great for carrying more gear. Instead of trying to you know convert your slick carrier into something load-bearing and strapping you know uh, four different straps and buckles and a gigantic chest rig that isn't really made to be run with a slick carrier get something load bearing go check out the lback they also have their rack and a track carriers they have some outstanding placard options like their maximus which is what I, I run i really enjoy that for all of its storage and capability um, and past their nylon gear they also sell armor plates from companies like highcom they have medical supplies and range gear everything you guys need completely deck yourself out for those range sessions head on over to hrttacticalgear.com take a look and pick up some new gear for yourself today big shout out to those guys and thank you so much to them for their support of our podcast and lastly here have to say thank you to jonah garrett and pierce at 100 concepts is actually just talking to jonah this morning about their aperture caps which are getting ready to drop so if you're somebody who runs night vision maybe you just picked something up from custom night vision uh you know and you need an, their aperture caps those should be dropping soon they also are extremely well known already for their light caps their scope caps they dropped their scope cap pro model in august or september of this year so that's only been out for a couple months now and is very very popular it's very cool the way it builds in an anti-reflective device with your scope cap so you don't have to swap between the two or uh, do anything you know finicky to try and, and solve for that on your own they also released their sling hook 2.0 back in october they have their chem light kit pack scrim and helmet scrim all kinds of good stuff and i know that they have several items queued up for the next uh, few months here as we roll into 2024 you guys their company motto is do good be dangerous live free head on over to 100concepts.com and pick up some new gear for yourself uh, so thank you to all of our partners and sponsors. Like we talked about it in in the wrap up uh, episode, me and Josh did it. It's it's incredible to be able to partner with these companies, and it's also really cool to see them grow. And if you guys don't think that the, even the bigger companies have outstanding growth year to year, uh, you're not watching closely enough. So it's really really cool to see them and to experience their success as we are kind of along for the ride with them. Um, and very grateful. Can't even say how grateful we are for their their support with everything that we're doing here. Uh, but like I was saying earlier, you know, uh, Walsh from Thin Line Defense is my guest this week. Uh, he's a funny guy from what you can tell in all of his videos, and there's a ton out there. They review optics, they review nylon gear, uh, all kinds of really, really good stuff. They have a really great process that I enjoy because they actually put the gear through realistic testing, you know, uh, whether it's comfort and things and customization to how it wears when you jump around and stuff. Uh, I think for a while there he was using one of those, uh, like, 
hopscotch toys or something like a skip it i think is what it was called from like way back in the day you guys that are 90s kids you'll remember that thing uh but it's hilarious to see it in their their intro videos and things like that so really been looking forward to this discussion and i'm sure we're going to get into a lot of very interesting stuff and without any further delay here i'm just gonna cut us on over to my discussion with walsh hope you guys enjoy it walsh welcome to the pod sir how you doing hey doing good just want to say uh thanks for having me on the podcast so um i'll introduce myself then uh i'm walsh from thin line defense uh so we run a youtube channel where we kind of talk about guns gear optics whatever bring in the everyday man's view to things so just really less of the hey i'm I'm the super elite guy i'm the super cool guy i'm the guy who's done everything we're kind of bringing a different angle where it's like hey we're the guys who do nothing like we don't, we're not anybody special. We're just like the rest of you. And it's kind of like the joke where, you know, we, we kind of have this funny thing. We say like, it's, it's the wizard nation. We're like the wizards are a whole bunch of people who are just goobers. Like we're all goobers together. And, and I don't want anyone to ever feel like their opinion doesn't matter. Like, Oh, Hey, you didn't, you didn't jump over enough mountains. You didn't fly in enough planes. So your opinion doesn't matter because some, that's something I, I did run into, um, which was kind of unfortunate where it was like, no, we're going to embrace that. We want it to be a little bit more of, nope, you're nobody. Your your opinion is valuable because it's valuable, not because of the number of mountains you jumped over. So Yeah. Sorry, so that, is, is, that where, is that where the wizard patch comes from that's in all your review yeah. videos? So, so that, yeah, it kind of was a joke. There was a time when we were like, hey, you know, hey, we're not level 100 wizards. We're not like, we're not, we're not the like most fancy people on the planet. But then it, it kind of, it kind of, kind of was our, thing that we took that was you know was more we kind of make a term of endearment of like hey yeah you're a wizard i'm a wizard we're all a bunch of wizards whatever be wizards with us we're not we're not the best or the like the crazy guys who do super elite marsoc guys more power to those guys but um you don't have to be those guys to have an opinion about gear to try it out and see what your thoughts are for, for your thought to have value so that's that's kind of the whole idea of like if you're nobody we still want to hear what you have to say yeah, and I actually kind of like the, the the review process you guys do for stuff like there's actual testing and evaluation involved, which sometimes we see from other sources, right? But like only if it's like the top tier, like top shelf gear from the big name companies. And even then, a lot of the times, like what you'll see is like an unboxing video and like this is how I set it up. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And all the while you watch those videos, you're like, okay, could you talk about the back panel? Is it stay on? Is it hard to set up? Like. You know, and I think that's one thing that you do really well. Um, and like I watched the LBAC video from HRT when you guys did it. I watched that like probably like 25 times uh, when I was getting ready to get one, uh, when they were getting ready to send it out, I should say. And I was like, man, this thing looks complicated as hell. How the hell do you set this thing up? What am I looking at here? Uh, so it's a really, uh, I think, immersive process and it gives a lot of good information. I, I really like what you guys do. I appreciate it. And I think that came from, you know, you and I were talking a little bit pre-show too about, you know, our experiences going into stuff. And I think, I mean, I watch the same YouTube videos everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And I'll, and I, I was the same shopper to be like, hey, I want to get a battle belt. I want to know how to set it up. And you watch those same videos of like, what is this? Like you, you, this guy talked for nine minutes about what a battle belt is and all the things I already knew how do I set it up? How do I, how do I configure it? How is it worn? How do you do all those things? What is it from beginning to end? And I I think that was kind of my motivator for, you know, how do we review? Like, I want you to be able to, to take a product. And by the end of the video, 
you really shouldn't have any questions. It should be like, okay, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've heard Walsh talk about this for 25 minutes now. It's a belt. I think I got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's crazy too, because you look at those videos like from other places, some of them will go an hour, which is like overkill, I guess. But uh, I guess I appreciate the effort, you know? Uh, and But more often than not, it's like a five minute video. <clears throat> and like I said, it's an unboxing. You're like, well, you got this. And they go through features, but they don't really... Like features only take it so far in my mind. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, cool. It's an elastic cummerbund. Is it good? Is it sized right? Like, uh, do I need to be concerned here? Are the cells different sizes? Like, what what am I realistically going to do here? Um, so I like, and I, I think you broke it, but you used to do like a test with a skip it. Is that what the thing oh, was called? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the skip it, the skip it had some final days. So <laughs> I don't think you've, so yeah, for a while there, we, old school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We would, we would test because people, people like, well, we need to see how extreme it gets. I'm like, guys, it, I've used Condor gear. I've used high end gear. I've, I will pay money to somebody, just whoever's out there, I'm not going to pay money for this. But if you can ruin a Condor plate carrier, I would usually be impressed. Like I I've seen people take it out on deployments out on missions and stuff and have condor gear on and come back. And it's like, it looks exactly, it look, works perfectly fine. Right. It's mm-hmm. pure. It's totally functional. So, but people always be like, Hey, you got to do some extreme testing. Like, okay. All right. <laughs> we're going to do this. Yeah. That's what we tested on the skip it and be like, look at that. It's, it can go through this extreme, extreme stuff. I don't know if you've seen it, but I did it on the javelin video. Like Jason got me, he saw me break the skip it and he got me a, like a Christmas gift. It's like a little, a ladybug and it has these bars that come out and they spin super slowly and i do like these tumble rolls over it oh my, i have not seen that one that oh, actually it's, on the it's, it's it's a good it's it's a good one well i always find it weird that people want it like that's the testing people uh want to use to evaluate like fit on a play carrier like <clears throat> are you not gonna are you not gonna like size it down are you not gonna like when you put your carrier on, don't you tighten it? Like, it's not really a great test. I mean, a belt, sure. Like a two-piece or something, test the Velcro. Some have really, really shitty Velcro. That makes more sense. But uh, yeah, the odd, the odd questions I'm sure you guys have gotten in the comment section is probably uh, plentiful and outrageous. I think the, the funniest part is that most, like the, the one that me and Jason always scratch our heads about is we get the comments where the people think that we're the company. So that, so it'll, it'll be like, it'll be like an Agilite front placard or something. And it is, and it'll be like, Hey, Agilite, uh, will you make it like this? Like, I'm, 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 I'm not, at, I'm not that company. It's not me. <laughs> yeah. That, and, I can't we'll do get, that. We get so many of them that Jason will call me back. Like, Dude, did you see this comment? Like I did. Like, I, I think they just assume since we reviewed it, were those people, I, I don't. Or you have some kind of like you have some kind of sway over the design department. Yeah. Like, hey, we just got a comment on YouTube. You guys should totally, uh, totally make these changes yeah. based and off of two people. And there's always like poopy pants one eight nine. Like, okay, so all the other poopy pants username was were taken. So, uh, okay, we're dealing yeah. with the cream of the crop here. Yeah, we're we're actually getting into YouTube this year, and uh, we like dropped our second video today. And the comments on the first one were like. There was a couple they like we got we got some shit from people like that's not a real Mark 18. I was like, well, that's why the title says Mark 18 ish or it was like our Mark 18 setups sort of. And like I even said in the intro, I was like, these are our Mark 18s, but not really like one is a Mark 18 upper. The other one is just a SBR with a quad rail from BCM. Like, I know it's not a real one. Thank you for stopping by to point out the obvious. Like, I think you missed 
what we're yeah, doing here. Though. The whole thing. And, and, and people <clears throat> will probably be upset by this when I say this, but there is a, a, a good bit of tending our garden that we do. Like there are certain people in our community that are, are come to be part of our community that we don't want. Like there's mm-hmm. people who have, have horrible attitudes. They feel like, you know, they, they're going to pick themselves up by putting somebody else down. They're going to, they're going to pick on a video or just, just not be part of the fun or the, the, the overall joke of the whole thing. And we'll say to them, I'll say to them like, Hey, there's a lot of other channels out there. Ours may not be the right one for you or like, Hey, I'm going to show you the door because this is not the right place for you. We don't want you here, but thanks yeah. for, thanks for considering it. And do you sometimes get like that? Well, I'm the consumer mindset. Like, yeah, that's cool. Go shop somewhere else, man. There's plenty of other stores. Like we're just not the right fit for you and you're not the right fit for us as a viewer. So I, I will send, I will say to you to, to do a little bit of tending of your garden too, so that you don't end up, I love hop and brass facts, but I think they have some of the, the biggest dum-dums if I follow them. I, I still give them grief about it. It was like, I couldn't deal with some of those people. <laughs> no. And, and it's weird. It's, it's like, what do you guys do with your day? Like you just troll YouTube and like, go make like super yeah. rude comments. Uh, I don't, like I, I don't, I work from home and I have probably more access to technology than, or as much as any working individual can. And I don't have the time for that. Like, I don't get it. Like why, if you don't like it, just close the window and scroll on, man. It, it's very weird. Uh, how, I can't, how I shitty can't the community how little, gets. How little I have to have going on in my life to, to, I don't think I've ever made a YouTube comment, to be honest. Like maybe I've responded, maybe to like somebody I support, like 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 a channel. Hey, I support, mm-hmm. hey, hey, good video, hey, cool thing. But like but like, hey, I'm here to support. Hey, here, I'm here watching. I'm gonna let you know that I'm here watching because the analytics don't show you that. But it'd be another thing to be like, I'm gonna spend the time to write something rude on someone. <laughs> I could have I I literally have anything better to do than that. So mm-hmm. those people that don't. More power to you. But yeah, for you though, as a content creator, I, I would say between you and your team, just don't be against tending your garden. I think I think there's some some things back in the past. People are like, oh, uh, you're, you're stifling First Amendment on social media. Like, no, man, this is this is my house. Like, if you have a guest that comes over who keeps peeing on everything, you're going to tell them to leave. Like, you know, like, hey, that's not appropriate. Like, we don't want you here. Like, why are you peeing on everybody's stuff? Like, and, and the same with in the comment section, like, they're, hey, you're going to act that way. I'm going to ask you to leave. That's not, yeah. a, you know, I don't want you in my community. Like, you're you're not what we just represent. Common courtesy. Yeah. Just basic human decency. Oh, you don't have that? Cool. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Right. Right. So was there, let me ask you this. Was there with, with in line, like, how did you guys kind of come to be? Was there, I, I don't know, like, hey, you were trying to buy gear and you couldn't find information on it you just got fed up like you know what i'm gonna start making reviews of this or like what was it organic i'm assuming it's organic but i'd love to hear it 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 was really really organic so originally um so there's four there's four people on the team so there's joe um jason myself and cody uh i'm the main one i do the majority of the footage but that wasn't always the case so at the beginning um thinline defense was actually a knife company so joe actually made his own custom knives and this was way pre-covid but then we would we would kind of had dabbled into a little bit of like like um doing our own custom builds for each other and and joe had done a, a large amount of seracoding so he had gotten into the whole seracote side so when you see a lot of my stuff uh there's only like maybe like one that's not done by him but a lot of stuff is all seracoded by him so it was kind of our like our shtick for a while mm-hmm. and then we like i don't know do we i think we can say covid when covid happened um 
if we have to mute it out, let me know. Sometimes I guess oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, it, it just it's, it. I'll tell you, they it flags some stupid things if you say some stupid words, and it's the dumbest thing on the planet. But, um, so when we went into that, Joe was like, "Hey, why don't you do some videos about like training or or learning or just just sharing the things that we're that we're doing?" And I think he did a, a video on the the Hellcat trigger because at the time uh, the Springfield Hellcat had a different trigger than all the others where you if you pulled it from a certain direction because of the way it was designed, it wouldn't actually fire. So if you didn't pull it straight back. I remember that the trigger bar had like something really goofy where you could, yeah, you could pull the trigger, but not engage the bar or something. Correct. Yeah. So it wouldn't fire and you had to be straight on. They ended up changing it so that it was in line with all the others, but we kind of made it a marked video because of like, Hey, be aware this one trigger, we're going to show you this design is different. So um, made a bunch of people mad because they were like, no, that's how you're supposed to shoot. Like, well, I mean, that's fine in a high stress situation. I want my trigger to fire regardless of straight back or sideways. I want to be able to fire, but Mm -hmm. you as a user, you can make the determination for yourself. So I started doing a series of videos that you've probably never seen. Um, it's, I did a series called, um, zero to YouTube hero. And it was the question, like I had never, my, my background's military, but they don't do a lot of pistol shooting. So I wasn't really good at pistol. So the idea was like, okay, hey, I'm stuck at home. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We're all stuck in this. Can you learn how to shoot a pistol using only YouTube videos, right? So I I think the time like Lucas Botkins had done a video where he had brought someone who was really good at airsoft. And he kind of like, the guy had like gone 90% of the way and and Lucas brought him the rest of the way. Oh, Liku. Yeah, I remember that one. Everyone was was like like, blown away by it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but what if you go all the way from the beginning? Like, so I kind of started at the beginning, like, okay, uh, like, all right, we're going to watch these videos on grip. We're going to watch these videos on presentation. And we're going to do like five or 10,000 iterations in like a week. So it's just me, like, it'd just be like, okay, here's what I'm going to do to practice. And then it'd be like a little intermission of me doing it. And then, Hey, here's what I learned for that week. So then that would end up being like the first six sets of videos where like the last week of it was me going to the actual live range and shooting and shooting pretty well of like, okay, like. I think it gets you 90% of the way there. Like the grip wasn't there, the, you know, the, the right, like some of the, some of the bang stuff, particularly with a pistol is a lot harder. Cause there's a lot of recoil, recoil management mm-hmm. with that. But like, I was like, wow, it was really good. Like I could, I could reload. I could reload like a champ. Cause I had done like 5,000 of them. Yeah. Know? Tons of reps. Yeah. So, and that was, and that's whole Lucas's thing. Like, like, yeah, Hey, how does Lucas Botkins get so good? Like guys, it's not a mystery. It's not a magical thing he did. He went and he stood in front of a mirror uh, and he'll, he'll probably talk about this and you go way back in his earlier videos and he did draws for months and he did. Isn't that, isn't that shit crazy? People yeah. think it's some magic pill and I, I have this, I teach high school musicians and it's always like this big secret. Like you guys want to the secret to getting better practice. Just, yeah. Like just fucking do it. It's not, yeah. that, I mean, hard, but it just takes time. Do it. Yeah. Cause Jason was like, he's like, he's watched me and even Joe, who's, who's a really, really good shooter. He's like, Walsh, your reloads are stupid fast. Like, how many did you do? Like, I did 5,000, like 5,000 in a week. I trained 5,000 reloads in a week, and you just had to do hundreds a day. And it was like, dude. And it was like, by the end, you would, you're just like, what? Like, you could just, you could just run through it because you've done it so many times. It's the last thing you want to do is do more reps and training of that. But then it all, like, once you have that really good base, it just translates into everything else. Mm-hmm. I watched this really cool thing. I thought this was an interesting thing. I don't know if you ever heard this before. That um, anyone, anyone that can shoot a pistol well can shoot a rifle well, 
but someone that can shoot a rifle well can't always shoot a pistol well. Yep. And, and I thought it was always interesting. I was like, wow, that's so true because the pistol fundamentals are really just rifle fundamentals just ramped way up. Whereas like you yep. go to a rifle, and if, if you ever, if you see me shooting rifles, do drills and stuff, it's kind of boring because it's just like, okay, cool. Like there's no magic to this. Like it's just super easy. I mean, I like rifle drills, uh, but it's, it's, I found it's easier because you have just like more surface area and there's more weight. It's a little bit softer recoil system. And that's, I I mean, that's the way my brain looked at it. I was like, oh, that's why handguns harder. And this is why I'm going to spend more time shooting rifle. Cause I definitely was not a good pistol shooter when I started. I, I was really bad. I think pistol is just so hard because people too, they'll just put a pistol out in space and I'll be like, okay, don't just hold it out in space. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, you're not just holding, like you need to have some forces that are happening here. So like, like I'll show you, like I'll go and I'll grab their hands. And I'll just start moving them around. Like I shouldn't be able to do that. Like mm-hmm. you need to be so stable in what you're doing that if someone comes by to you, you, you start to like, you start moving your hands, you start moving at the hips. Like that's the only place where you're not firmed up. Like, Oh, and they start to get it. Cause original, you know, newbie pistol shooters, they'll just hold a pistol out in space. And like, okay, now I just pull the trigger. Like, yeah, it's going to shoot low. Right. But that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're, well, I mean, it's almost a good thing though to you. Like, here, do it a couple of times. You're not scared of it. Like, you understand like what's gonna feel like the first couple of times, and mm-hmm. then we can start getting some work done. Because uh, I feel like that's that's always like everyone's first, m- their most pressing concern is not like, am I gonna hit the target? It's oh my god, what's gonna happen? Yeah, and, you know, and yeah. so this, this is funny too. I train a lot of people airsoft. So when they when we first start, so I have one of those airsofts that's like CO two. It, it probably has the recoil a little bit more of a twenty two. So it's, it's, I always thought it's kind of interesting. Like it's kind of a little bit more recoil in 22. It's a, it's a P320 clone. It's exactly the same, same control, same everything. I put a little, it's probably the worst optics ever made. It's like a SIG Airsoft Red Dot. It's horrible. I did a video on it. It's, it's people get really mad about it. Um, but so I, I teach people, I'm like, hey, because the number one thing I know is like, hey, you're going to be, you're afraid of the bang. I know what you're afraid of because I've been there. Like you're just afraid of the bang that's going to happen. So I'm going to give you an Airsoft and you're going to be like, poo, poo, poo. And they're going to be like, oh, Oh, okay. Oh, it's not so bad. Like, no, it's not. It's not so bad. And they, right. they, they kind of get used to it and get to the bang and they realize it's not scary. They understand how the weapon's cycling. And then it's like, okay, you go to a real full size and like, it's the same. Like, it's not. Yeah, there's not that much difference there. No. Yeah. So, yeah. I've always found Airsoft to be a good training tool. I think it gets you to there. I, I don't think it's the, I don't, I don't think it's the end all be all, but it can, it can kind of bridge a gap to the, remove some of that fear for shooting i think yeah the the apprehensiveness that comes with having never held a firearm or worked with a firearm in your life because like i grew up at a house we didn't my dad didn't own guns we didn't hunt we didn't do any of that shit which is crazy because here in michigan it's like every other house you're either like a hunter or a mechanic and my my dad works for chrysler or whatever they call it now but we didn't we didn't hunt it's like uh i wasn't until i moved out of my parents house my brother was like bought a gun I was like, dude, that's fucking sick. I want, I want a gun. Like I had almost no interest in owning one up until that point, just because I was like, well, I want one. Where'd you get it? Take me there. It's kind of funny too, because my background, my same with my family, um, they were, we were an IT family. So my, my background is computers and engineering and all those things. We never really had access to firearms, no knowledge of how to use any of that. So I actually, my first interaction was going to a concealed carry class, which is like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, like the first time you shot a gun was at a concealed carry class. Like it was, and <laughs> and leaving and anyone who's been to a concealed carry class will tell you, like you, 
you do not get enough skill in a concealed carry class to be proficient to carry that firearm. Like, no, like, like, yep, you, you have the rights to carry that. But mine was also like, I had a, I had an MMP 40, right? So this little, this little tiny gun, just not, just not knowing, right? So like as a 40 high recoiling gun, super small, snappy, I can shoot everyone else on the planet's gun better than my concealed carry. And I was like, I'm getting rid of this because I, I couldn't use it. I, it was just horrible. It was, it was just a badly designed combo. But it was also highlight to me, like, I don't know enough about what I'm doing or nor am I confident enough to put rounds on target, no matter the situation mm-hmm. that I should be carrying. And, and that's and that's that's a wherewithal to be like, OK, yeah, like, no, take away like take away the the Dunning-Kruger effect. Take away the fact that you've seen cool stuff on movies like no kidding. Can you draw over whatever you got to get around? Keep a good sight picture, sight on target, and and hit rounds only on that target where every one of those rounds has a lawyer attached to it. The answer to most people should be no. Like even now, with as much training as I have, I'll be like, oh, I I would have to be one hundred percent confident if that I could do that. More than likely, yeah. My greatest skill is I can run fast, and I will probably be fine. <laughs> well, and that's that's what kills me. People are like, "Yo, you carry a gun because you want to shoot somebody." I'm like, uh, on the contrary, it's one of like my top five worst fears uh, because I don't want everything else that comes with it. I really, I mean, like, yes, it's my choice over dying or my wife dying or whatever, you know. But I, I don't. I am not anxious for this at all. Please, like, make no mistake here. That is not what I want. Have you ever heard the seatbelt analogy? No. So, so this, I think Joe introduced me to this a long time ago. <clears throat> like you wear a seatbelt every time you're driving the car, right? Right. So you pray. So a seatbelt is just the same as a concealed carry gun. You pray you never, ever have to use it, but you still put it on every day. But the day yeah. you need it, you're going to be super thankful you put it on. Mm-hmm. And but well, you never want that day to happen. You're like, you like I never want there to be a day that I need to use my either use need to use my concealed carry or need to use my seatbelt. But I'm gonna be super thankful when they're there when I need it. So it was just a very yeah. interesting way to looking at it. No, true. Uh, I actually never thought about it that way. But yeah, no one questions that. They just like, oh well, that's common sense. Like, well, I don't want my seatbelt on. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but so uh, for the rest of the stuff, the, where the YouTube stuff kind of came from, it it kind of just um, became super organic after that where uh, I kind of made some videos and I think one of the more original ones was um, uh, rangefinder. So I did like a SIG rangefinder and, and, I, and I learned the world of rangefinders is horrible. Like you, you can buy $600 trash and really? oh yeah, God awful. Um, it's Cause there's, there's some really weird stuff with, with rangefinders. You'd be like, oh, it's a rangefinder. It's a 2,400. Like, like, oh, I wouldn't buy that. Like why? Like, oh, that number is reflective surfaces take half that for actual like target size surfaces. Like they're going to put their say deer size. So you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, so it can't actually shoot as far as I want to. Like, Nope. So you get like a SIG 800, like, okay. So it'll range out. It'll max out about 400. Like, Oh, so it's just this weird murky world where you can get into, or like, I kind of got, I think it, it, it was a frustration of like, Hey, this range finder, has this cool function where it can tell you your um, mill and, and whatever, like, okay, hey, we're going to range out to 900. You put in your ballistics. Okay, it's going to tell you how many mil it is. 
out to a certain predetermined range. After that range, the calculator cuts off and you have to buy the higher end rangefinder to go higher than that. And, and from my engineering background, like that was super frustrating to be like, why do I need a higher end rangefinder to do the math? Where like, it'll range that far. It'll range out to a mm-hmm. thousand, but it'll only do the ballistics out. I think, it, I think the certain one was only out to like seven or 800. Like it literally would just stop calculating the math when I could just then take the same reading the thing gave me and calculate the math and get it. I'm like, why? Like, this is all just marketing and nonsense. So I think it was my same, like as a user, like I, I'm getting annoyed as the user, like this, some of this stuff is junk or like you can get ripped off. So I'm going to share what I, what I shared, like, Oh, there's a Leopold rangefinder. I don't know if you ever see this one, but um, they have a wind setting in, in the rangefinder. Um, and they're like, okay, we're going to, we'll, we'll, you know, you can range out and it'll give you ballistics and it'll set for wind. I'm like, oh, well, how does, how does that work? Like, how are you, is it like going to sense wind or something? Yeah. Like, is that like, like a Kestrel built into it or right. something? Like, like, you, you'd think that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it just has a predetermined 10 mile per hour wind. Okay. But, but what if there's only five miles an hour or oh, then, then you, then you as the user would take whatever <clears throat> input it is. So let's, it gets five is, is fun. Five is fine because you can be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I just half it. Okay. What if it's seven? What if it's (laughs) seven miles per hour coming at me at 30 degrees and it teaches you all this in the manual. It's like, okay. So what you do is you, you multiply that angle of the wind coming in by the actual amount. And then you subtract it from the 10 we gave you like, no, "No, thank you. It's less work. Like, or, or watch this, like 0.3. Yeah. I mean, or buy a Kestrel and get a range finder that doesn't account for wind and just that You'll sounds rough, I'm man. not a Kestrel fan. And you probably see me shoot a bunch and I've never used a Kestrel um, because, and, and people are going to, oh, they're going to get butthurt about this. I don't care about the wind where I am. I care about the wind at the target. At the target. Yeah. So who cares if the wind at my spot is 13 degree 13 to the west, right? Because halfway down, it could be 13 to the east, which means do zero, right? So then you're like, yeah. like okay, like like windage, windage is the true equalizer of like, hey, who can really shoot? Because you can bust out a Kestrel and be like, hey, dude, have fun with that. You, it, there's way more to it of, of, hey, zoom your scope in as far as you can, read the Mirage and kind of see where everything's going. Like, okay. I kind of understand what's going or you need to get multiple mirage readings at multiple at multiple distances because you could have crosswinds going. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's so insane that getting a single wind reading at one position is like, oh, cool. You have half the math. Enjoy. Like, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I yeah. that's so long range is actually something I haven't really gotten into yet. And I've not had to worry about that. <laughs> like I've not had to worry about wind or any of that shit yet. And the thought of having to do math while also trying to shoot. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to love it. I'll be honest with you. What, okay. I guess this is my, my interesting one for you. So <clears throat> I shoot most optics out to 600. I consider 600 to be an almost laughable distance. So what, what is your like long range? Thousand. Uh, for me, the longest I've personally shot is like 200 yards just because I don't, I've not had access to, right. I just got a range membership. And even that it will, 
the club ranges are the long distance ones are 100 and 200 yards. And if you come in the way they have the whole place set up, if you come in from the special event days, they close off like an access road and they, they can actually open up to 600 is actually oddly enough, the, the longest that it opens up to, um, but right. 200 you, is about my furthest. You probably consider that like, like and that's what you're getting, getting a gauge. Like you consider 600 to be fairly long range. Yeah, I would. Now, do you do, do you do a 50 yard zero or like a hundred yard zero? I do 50. Okay. So 50, same. Like, and I, I review a billion optics. I, re, unless it has like a, like a BDC that I have to follow, which I'm usually pretty annoyed by. I will do a 50 yard zero because that means from 50 to 200, I'm almost dead on. Right. I'm, I'm pretty right. much off by a couple inches. And that means at 300, it's like, like, uh, like one mil, like maybe. Right. So, <laughs> We, so we shoot out to 450 for one of our smaller targets. It was like a dinner plate target. And that ends up being like two mil. And then 600 ends up being like three, five with our 20 inch rifle that we have. So like, if I told you like, Hey, put it on, Hey, you're shooting at 400, like shooting at 300, put it at the Chevron, put the, the bottom of the Chevron. Like, Oh, I'm at the 300. Okay. Do the two marker for 400. Oh, okay. Do the three and a half for six. Like, Oh, and like you have this huge, like massive mill thing, like goes all the way down to 10. Like, so I only use three and a half, like that's it. Like, cause your round doesn't go much further than that. Maybe 800. That's, maybe. That, that's always the funny part to me when companies come out with like, Oh, I have this, we have this new innovative reticle. that's going to give you so much more data. And you're like, I don't even know if I have enough gun to get, to True. use all that like i run a one to six it's the the vortex viper and it's mm -hmm. like almost a just a duplex reticle it's got some you know like was it bdc you know drop lines mm -hmm. that are like very simple i am i i mean i have a my wife's gun <clears throat> has a three to 15 on it and that has some extra data in it uh, it's also a vortex viper and i'm like okay that's enough i don't need uh, all this crazy shit and fill up the entire scope with data points. Yeah, and, and this is where me and some some YouTubers will, will disagree, but I love the the primary arms Griffin reticle. It is it is kind of bloated, but like only to the degree where it's giving me all the information I need. Where if we if we were engaging targets, I would never need to come off the reticle to determine distance, size, and engage. So you're like, oh, you can just stay on the reticle. Yeah, I'm going to measure the target with the mill, like with the actual mill grid. I'm going to determine the size and mm -hmm. distance of the target and then use that to then re-engage and then and do all that. So I think I think there is there is a good balance. There was a Zeiss optic we used. I, I like them a lot, but it, we used it today and it was it was really complicated, like trying to explain to each other like, hey, it's the <laughs> it's the cross after the gap with the thing We're like, OK, man. Just you got to show me, like draw a picture, like show, show me what you're talking about. What am I aiming at? So I, I will also say it can get too complicated. But I love the Griffin reticle. I think that's the the best balance of just like weapon system, and multi caliber and and multi barrel length. I like that where I can be like, oh, it's a 22 inch. Like yeah, it doesn't matter. Like it, the the BDCs you kind of get locked in certain calibers or certain like barrel uh, bullet weights and barrel lengths. So yeah, so. So with, with all the testing and stuff, have you, is that, is that pretty much your favorite then? Or have you run into anything where it's just like you find yourself recommending to people all the time? Like, Hey, if you're looking for a decent beginner scope or something like go to this. 
the yeah so so for me it's it's hard because like you said like most it depends on barrel length right so I, i'm gonna say hey what are you gonna do like like mission dictates gear so i would never say like oh this is the best scope to get if you're like hey i have a i have a normal 16 inch rifle i want to do an lpvo i'd be like i probably wouldn't do that but if you want to get a second focal plane one to six don't go crazy it's going to give you way more room than you can probably reach out to anyway crank up to six you're going to be able to hit to 600 55 grain is going to start tumbling at that distance anyway so who cares right yeah, maybe gonna... they could get one of those really good scope switch things and then they wouldn't oh. even have to to turn the, the scope or anything you wouldn't you wouldn't even have to it's so much faster um so it, it really I did does really come... enjoy your your commentary on on, on all of that uh and yes. the absurdity of that device it looks cool but i, I never want to set one up and i i don't want to uh, i mean they're they're um their owner did come into our YouTube section, the comment section and, and, and tried and I let them just have their way. Like, like have, have fun. This all on you, man. And wanted to correct a bunch of people and was, was upset that, you know, it, it really is faster to, you know, manipulate the <laughs> scope switch instead of pulling a lever. I won't lie. It is faster. It is faster than manipulating the throw lever, but to a degree, that is of any value to anybody no like no no one needs to rapidly zoom in and out on things you don't you don't I mean, if, you, if you needed that you could probably just do something like i don't know like an offset red dot or something Anything. yeah if like <laughs> yeah it's just not there's never a time where i'm just like man i need to be able to rapidly zoom in and out on stuff like no why what if it's at, if it's at distance you have time if it's close then you're just going to engage you're not going to hold up yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if you're a competition, I mean, the PRS guys or something, I, I don't, Ooh. I don't know. And I'll maybe. give them that. I, I will say that like from a PRS standpoint, and I'll say it to a lot of people like competition standpoint. Oh yeah. Fantastic. I think that will be great. That would be, you, you gotta be super careful though, because you're, you're, I didn't notice this until like, to be honest with you, I, I tried the, I had gotten the product and I was like, this is going to frustrate me to no end. And then I used it and I, and I was changing positions as I was changing magnification which was really messing with me like psychologically where I would like zoom in, but then I would be all wobbly cause I'm all collapsed. So I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is so much worse than I thought it was going to be. But you, you're right. You, you, I could have, you know, and the, the owner says this too. You, 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 you can 100% put your hand back, but then if you're just reaching back to readjust again, is that, is that any, any degree faster than throw lever? I don't, it's faster, sure, but not, not to a degree that matters. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, one of those. I mean, I, I appreciate the innovation. You know, uh, I, I wish we saw that kind of innovation in everything in our space, to be honest with you. I was uh, like, I know you guys went out to the um, the Jaws Hog Tactical mm -hmm. uh, Division uh, event, which I was not able to make it down to, unfortunately. Uh, but one of the things I, I keep complaining about is that the civilian IR laser market gets zero innovation. It you got like four options and it's been there for the last three or four years and they've taken a couple away, right? The app piles basically dead and they've teased us with like the OGL and stuff from EOTech, but then that's it. Like either, either buy hollow sun or shell out like half your life savings for a mall, or if you can find one, a raid. Yeah. You're going to hate me though, because <clears throat> I'm going to, I will be, I was on the camp of like, Hey, you need these high end things. And yes. then we went out to a class 
And I had the, I had the designate IRV and it was too powerful. It was, it was more, I needed a way to diffuse it because of how you actually run your nods. And, and a lot of people don't realize this. And, and, and unfortunately you need to come to the class, but like me being a newbie, I'm like, I don't know these things either. I have nods. And so you think to yourself, okay, there's a gain on my, on my night vision. I'm going to mm-hmm. crank this up. I can see the world. No, it gives me terrible headaches. Right. But like, you don't want to do that because what you need to do is you have enough gain where you can still see your hands out to your side. So you still maintain your peripheral vision because you have a 40 degree tunnel vision. So you you still need to be able to see what's around you. So if you all of a sudden introduce this like blindingly bright (laughs) laser or illuminator, it, it starts to cause problems where it's like, okay, that that's, it's not as useful as you think. And, and I, I even commented to the, to the instructors of like, as a YouTuber, we're, we're kind of getting sold this idea or, or seeing other, other of, of them talk, even amongst my peers that like, Hey, you really want these high-end illuminators, like a D ball D two. And then using it, it was like, ah, no. And so like here, I'll, I'll challenge you at what distance under nods, can you tell the difference between someone carrying a phone or a firearm? Uh, well, I'm not tried. I'm, <laughs> I can tell you that, um, the last, we went out, uh, two months ago at a buddy's place and I struggled to locate a like 10 inch steel gong at 50 yards. I'm saying, um, so <laughs> I want to test this. I think we're going to do a video on it. Cause I think it's going to be enlightening for people, but I would probably, me and Jason were like, dude, I bet you someone have to be within 30 yards. 30 oh, yards for me to be able to tell the difference between this and this, right? Yeah. Hey, you're holding the yeah. phone or you're holding the gun. You have to be pretty close. So unless you're just shooting at shapes, which from a military um, uh, ROI, like rules, like ROE rules of engagement, like you still need to identify your target. You're not just going to blindly fire at blobs. So we were shooting at targets at a hundred yards and I could barely even make out what it was like really? at a hundred. So, so you start saying like, well, I need this illuminator to be able to see out to 300, like for what, like for what, like that's what a thermals <laughs> for. That's what, you, that's what you use thermals for. So you can determine what something is and I identify it because otherwise you're gonna be like, well, there's a shape out there and I shot at it. Like, okay, you're an idiot, right? Cool. Like, good, good job. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no scenario that exists outside of fantastical YouTube land where like, Oh yeah, I could use, I could use to see further than that to, to engage those targets. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how are you going to know? Do they have, I do they have ID markers? You're going to need to see those and read those. It's just the more I used it, the more I realized the, the type of tube didn't matter. Like a between, I have L, I have L three tubes, and between L three and um, I think L bits, the other one, they're the same thing. Yeah. They just got split into two. So companies. you got the you got the fancy tubes. You got that yeah. big YouTube influencer money. Yeah, whatever. Don't buy those. <laughs> and then there's like there's like photonist tubes, and I, I've learned there is in, in practical applications so little difference. Like, hey, we're it, in a it is, yeah, it is crazy. People like argue about it all day long. Oh. On the internet. 
I want to interrupt this episode to tell you guys all about our friends over at Ben Franklin Range. Guys, you've heard our episodes, you've heard our discussions, you've heard it mentioned on social media. The facility at Ben Franklin is absolutely top-notch. They're located out in Templeton, Pennsylvania. And guys, this is a one-stop shop. They have 1,200 acres of land, so whether you want to go practice some overlanding and do some off-roading, or you're looking for a facility to host a CQB class, they have a shoot house. You're looking for a place to host a shooting course, they have not one, but two turf ranges. Maybe you want to stretch out, you want to reach out to distance, they have an absolutely outstanding long distance, actually unknown distance range that is available for rent. You guys can head over to their website at benfranklinrange.com for more information, and you can reach out and contact the team there at BFR via email at info at benfranklinrange.com or give them a call, 412-439-8751. Guys, it's an absolutely outstanding facility. Cannot recommend them enough. Now let's get back to this week's discussion. Yeah, I've told okay, in the last six months, I've told a bunch of people, I'm like, listen, I was in that, I did that, and I was wrong. Like, the Fatana stuff is actually not bad, and like, I'm thinking, you'll save some money. Like, I'm going to get duels, I'm going to get Fatanases, and I'm going to give my L3s to Jason. Like, hey, enjoy, man, because it, it matters to so little degree that I don't care. Like, I've tested them enough to be like, it doesn't matter. And even, like, high-end guys talking to, like, Jesse at Defense Mechanisms, I was like, hey, does it matter? He's like, well, it it doesn't matter. We teach these classes every day. There's no one that comes to class and it's like, oh, sorry, your nods aren't good enough. Oh, your IR illuminator is not good enough. That doesn't exist. Like, that's not a thing. So, like, yeah. so everyone that comes to class, no matter their gear, just by having night vision, having an illuminator, it functions for class. Like, yep. So, yeah, people freak out about it and they'll spend so much money on it. And it's over such like an abstract thing. Like, uh, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, they, they've asked me, oh, you, you know, are, are dual tubes worth it? Should I, you know, buy a PVS 14? No, honestly, I had my, my 14 for about eight months before I got binos and it, it's great. I get just like regular Elbit XLSH, you know, nothing, nothing too fancy. And even my, my duals now are just Elbit PHs. So they're good. Um, but they're, they're not like, you know, super high FOM L3 aviation grade filmless, you know, insert whatever buzz phrase people like and guys are like i'm gonna drop 12 grand on these i was like dude that's a lot like i've had cars that didn't cost that much like are you sure and like yeah and i'm not gonna buy night vision until i can afford that i go dude you are gonna be waiting a long time because you know what happens in between now and then fucking life dude like you're gonna break a tooth and have a massive dental bill or maybe a child which i don't have any but i hear that they can be quite expensive uh you know or i assume your girlfriend and or wife may like a ring or a vacation somewhere in there like dude you're gonna take forever to save up the cash for that and and yeah and it's like where does where does my as you know as a channel like is there a value in having night vision yeah i test a ton of stuff and i have all that but where is the majority of my night vision sitting? Like it sits over there on a piece of wood. Like it just sits there all the time. Like I know exactly where it is because it's sitting there without any batteries in it. Like and if I if I need it, it's it's ready to go. But the likelihood of that scenario is as close to zero as as you could get to. Not like I mean, it's, still, then, it's still really fun. Like I still love having fun. it. Yeah, and, but, and it's, and it's yeah. fun to show people. But when it really comes down to, you know, you, you there's a couple different things in terms of of a real situation. You need to do target ID and then engagement. When you start to look at thermal, you you start to spend less money and be more effective. So I was like, oh, okay, but you can't walk with thermal on. 
like okay so i can't i can't like we can't like walk from one mountain ridge to the other with thermal on you just it's just just useless garbled information right so you'd need night vision is more of the the means of movement but then you like maybe and maybe i should show you some thermals later but engaging with a thermal is is broken uh it like it gives you a far far larger tactical advantage like people people always this is my favorite people always get so butthurt about like the uh it's just it's just play care ir compliant like it doesn't matter like it it, it doesn't matter if, if you have an ir illuminator being beamed at you you're like well am i gonna glow like well i mean it doesn't matter <laughs> like you're either that that gets thrown around a ton when you're so talking stupid. about different companies for gear and for clothing guys are like oh you'll fucking glow under nods and it's like uh, like I never, I mean, I understood what they're saying and I understand that there could be some value in that, but the, the fact that that is a sticking point for so many people, I'm like, well, if they have nods, they probably have an illuminator. Um, so it it's almost yeah. going to be at a moot point. It won't it. it what am I missing? And then they, and then when they test it, it's from like three feet away. It's like, look how much you glow at this close. Like, well, if you're that close, yeah. I could, I already know you're there. So what does it matter? Like, like, Oh, good point. And if you're further away, it glows so little that it no longer matters because you can't see them at that distance. So what, it, what is this proving to right. anyone? Like uh, if you can hide from me, if you, if you're far enough, far enough that I can't make you out the, the highlight of your fabric is not going to matter because the, the definition of the night vision itself isn't high enough. At a hundred yards, if you sat there in a tree with glowing clothes on, super super high end or not, I'm not going to see you. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, it, it's well, and I, I think that's part of unfortunately with social media, what makes it difficult for people who are uh, new coming in, right, trying to discern what's valuable information and what's not, uh, because you do have so many people out there that are trying to like uh, protect their. Uh, I guess feelings and, and you know they're so fervent in that in that belief structure and everything like well this is this is why it's important because you know and I love it because it's always guys like uh, I'm in I'm in the Marine Reserves or I was in the Army and they told me this and this is why and it's like um, okay so you played with radios in the reserves please explain to me which part of that is supposed to make me believe everything you say without question and I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just saying can you explain it to me? And it, it, you know, it's always a giant pissing contest after that, but yeah. And, and this is something I'm going to, I'm going to lean into a little bit of what I'm going to talk about in a, in a video. I'm, I'm going to compare uh, some brands, right. And, and, and kind of what I'm going to talk about is like, Hey, there, there are people that exist that um, through whatever way they find self-esteem, whatever f- way they find like, you know, coping with the world, they identify with a brand as to like who they are as a person. And I think this is extremely, extremely damaging. It can be, it can be very dangerous, but that's not up to me. They can do whatever they want to do. But when they do that, whenever a brand, like if I'm going to talk negatively about a brand, because they've then identified with that brand as to who they are as a person, that then becomes a personal attack on them. So, and you'll probably see this as things go. It's like, Hey, I don't like this brand. Oh, oh, I need to lash out at you because you are attacking me personally. Like, no, bro, you are the one who have done something weird that, that (laughs) you've now made that part of your persona, your, your personality 
of the, to have that brand when that brand doesn't have you as a personality. So why would you have them? You know, oh, no, I, I see this all the time. I've had this discussion actually just a couple of days ago and like, I'll use, I'll use T-Rex arms as an example because Lucas is a big name and they do a lot of things really, 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 really well. Right. And you get so many people that are like, just like they get all fired up and all torqued up. And like when eventually I, I looked at my buddy and I was like, Oh really? Do you know Lucas? Do you have a cell phone number? Is this what he told you? And I'm totally just fucking with him, right? But it's like I almost do it just to mess with him, like or, or anyone really to wake him up and go like, I think you're um, you're making your uh, argument from a position of emotion rather than logic. And it's cool. You like who you like, and they make good content. You know, Lucas is just one example. I mean, GBRS and Fieldcraft, and the list goes on and on. You might have a fan club. People could do stuff because you tell them to. Who knows? Well, I'm, I'm sure they do. And they shouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, but like even and even Lucas, I give him grief because there was like, I think one the other day it was on Instagram. It was like, hey, I, I bought an echelon and I didn't need Leviathan group to fund it for me. And I think I even commented. I'm like, it's a it's a cheap gun. Like, why? Why? why <laughs> but like even me, I'm like, why make I saw that, that dig? actually? Yeah. Like, why make that dig to someone else? Congratulations. You as one of the biggest channels that exists that makes likely millions are, are you you're bragging that you can afford a 500 gun and you don't need it given to you if if you could have it given it to you and this is where like i walked down that road like well hold on a minute then. so you're saying then if they would give it to you 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 would take it or you wouldn't like it's like the whole like just the whole comment just the whole comment was like this breaks my mind of like why why is this and why would this be a comment they'd be like saying like me like Hey guys, look, I afforded a, a echelon like as a small channel. Like, yeah, they're not expensive. Like, what do you want to pat on the back? Like, imagine doing that, like <laughs> being the same as a Glock. Times the size. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, it's a like normal price. Like, imagine me, like, oh, look at me. I'm a multi million member channel. Like, I can afford $600. Like, I hope so. Like, <laughs> like, if you can't, you should probably stop hosting a small channel and go get like a second job so you can. Something else. Yeah. Like, that's not, that shouldn't be. Ultra, I mean, quality of your life yeah, yeah. where's your so, uh, priorities at so it, there's also some way they, they 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 some of these channels do put their own foot in their mouths too of like well like don't say like i get it from a marketing standpoint like yeah you want to say hey look at me i do this all on my own but like whew, maybe you're fooling somebody i don't know it, it was just it to me it just it just rubbed me the wrong way like don't don't brag that you can afford basic level things no, but I get what you're saying. I mean, some guys really do. They tie their whole personality to what a what a, a particular influencer will say, you know, or they'll validate whatever argument is like, well, Grand Thumb says this. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, it could and it could be anything. And, you know, I'm sure Mike's a great guy, but I mean, okay, he lives in the Pacific Northwest. And if you live in Florida, that may not be true. You know, he may be saying the M81 is the greatest camouflage ever. And a lot of guys in the Pacific Northwest, I've been told anyway. Love it because it's effective for the region. Florida, not. You know, it's just very different. Uh, same thing like multicam, was it arid? Whatever the desert one is. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not going to do well here in Michigan where like, you know, four months out of the year we have snow and then another like six months are like just a lot of brown and greens and then we have some very lush summer for like usually like three weeks and then it's everything else is just, it's all over the fucking place, you know? So like, I like multi-cam or Ranger green personally and guys get all bent out of shape and like, yeah, this influencer told me or, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Blake from maneuver training, like 
dude, I know Blake and I can guarantee you, he would probably tell you that you're wasting your time having this argument and you should be doing something more productive right now. I think it comes down to like being, being really humble to like, um, and, and I know there's a lot of YouTubers out there who are the same way, like, like Grantham people like that. And I, these, these are normal people. They're all, they should, they should really you know, exude a persona of, of humbleness. I've got plenty of stuff. Like I will do a video and someone will be like, Hey, like, <laughs> like there was one video I did, like I was doing it all. And, and I was like, Hey, none of these yard markers line up. And like, yeah, dumb, dumb. Cause it's from Canada. Those are in meters. I'm like, oh. metric conversion, dude. <laughs> oh, it's meters. <laughs> but of course it just has the numbers on the side. So I'm like 300 meters. That makes so much more sense. But I didn't say like, Oh, I know better than you guys. Or this is how it should be. I mean, it was a horrible optic, but uh, it was for, it was horrible for other reasons. But like, there's plenty of times like our discord and, and maybe that's the power of having a smaller channel or, or maybe, you know, our ego hasn't gotten to our heads yet where like, they'll, they'll correct us. Like, Hey, this was, Hey Walsh, you got this wrong. This is what it is. Like, Oh wow. Okay. Thanks for telling me that. Or I'll go in and ask them like, Hey guys, I'm reviewing this. I'm running into this, that, and the other problem. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Like, Nope, you're blowing it out of proportion. That's actually not that big of an issue or, Oh, that's probably a bigger thing. Or did you try this? So I do a lot of leaning on the community and it's probably a lot of what you guys don't see unless you're in our discord where you're going to see a lot of what I talk about in there with them show up in the content. Cause it's, it's not just me. It's like, Hey, what are some other things you guys are running into? Mm-hmm. I don't just want to share my singular thoughts. Um, yeah. I mean, the learning process to me is, is like, that's where all the value is. Like if you can tell me I'm wrong and why, and I'm better for it. Like I, I appreciate that. It's not an yeah. ego thing, uh, or it shouldn't be. Uh, you know, if you're just, <clears throat> if you're just, like you said, making like shitty comments in the comment section, just like what? you know, whatever brand is that that's horseshit. You should go buy this. Like, thank you. Have a nice day. Bye. Uh, but yeah, I know. I mean, like, I want to know. Like, I, I'm only better for having that information. Uh, Except <laughs> for one group, never, never review radios. I'm gonna tell you this right now. There is a certain <laughs> group of people. Which are called the ham radio fuds, and oh. <laughs> they have their life. Their life consists of correcting people, and they have nothing but free time. I don't know where this group comes from it's, and how. It's because they're it. all retirees. They just oh, live no. off the state and play with radios. Which once you buy them, that's it. You you that's have it. no you have no yeah. cost. Yeah, and then and then they will. I will get seven to ten page dissertations as to how I didn't go in depth enough on a $50 radio like guys like there's just just the time to read this comment is not worth the time <laughs> it's yeah you might be missing your target audience here uh like i i'm using this to talk to my friends in a plate carrier uh, i i don't need to to get to phoenix you know and that's like the joke too it's like like i've always wanted to change the background but like no i'm in my yard like that's the joke Right. Like that's like you guys take this guy seriously. Like, like someone told me, like, hey, a lot of people take you seriously. You gotta be careful what you say. Like, bro, I'm literally in my yard. Like, there's a playground to my left with swings on it. Like, no one should be taking me seriously. It's just I'm running around is. with a fucking skip it right now to review <laughs> this gear. And you're taking this as gospel. Yeah, I think I the don't. problem may be yours, my man. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, well, you make all these things wrong. Like, bro, <clears> you you're really taking this too seriously. It's just YouTube. Like it's, 
And some people say like, well, what if somebody came to YouTube and like came to you for tactical advice and this is what they used and that got him killed out in the field. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who, who is going to YouTube for their like actual skills? Like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to watch some videos. I'm going to be good to go. Like, nope, wrong one from Walsh. Dang. <laughs> like, well, it's like, what, what if somebody came to you for tactical advice? Like I would direct them to somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Like I can teach yeah. people a few things like you need help cleaning your gun. I could probably help you with that. You need help learning how to shoot. Like fundamentally speaking, I could probably help you with that. You got questions on gear. I could direct you. If you're looking for someone to teach you how to survive, that is not what yeah. I'm here for. And it's like, hey, do you like, and someone saying, can me say, hey, are you a master of gear? Like, no, I'm not. Like, I just have a lot of it. And if, let's all try it out because the things that work for me may not work for you and vice versa. So why don't you try out all the gear that I have and see which one you like? Cause your opinion's gonna be different than mine. You may not like the Agilite, and that's okay. You may, you may like something else. You may like the Javelin, you may like the defense mechanisms, mm -hmm. MEPC. Like, it, it's all user preference. But I'm not the master. I'm the same as everybody else. I'm like, hey, let's like if you say, hey, let's go, let's go see what new stuff's out there and learn about it. Like, oh, I'm in. Like, I'm the perfect guy for that because I'm gonna, I'm gonna whine, bitch, and complain. Like, this part sucks. This is cool. But like, we're gonna learn about it together and be like, is this better than what I'm currently using? And and being honest about that without any like, well, I'm kind of a Springfield guy. I'm kind of a Sig guy. Like, no, I'm I'm kind of a. Then go I, buy what you want. Then what are you watching this for? Like if you're a Springfield guy, go buy the Springfield. I, I <laughs> watching this. Just go do it. So I'm gonna tell you the secret about <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you the secret about YouTube. 99% of all people don't wanna hear if they made because this, this is what happens. They'll buy something. Cause I'm this guy too. This is me. This is who I am. This is how I start to. You buy something, and then in the days from when you bought it to when it arrives, you watch a million YouTube videos. And you just want to watch every video that says that it is a good product and you made a smart choice. Because if you if you watch a video where it's like, hey, it's kind of crappy, it's kind of hard to use. Oh, straight in the car. Yo, you don't know how to use it. I've been watching all these videos. These other guys know how to use it better than you. It's like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe watch the videos first. Do your research, then make an informed decision. Uh, yeah, don't do it <laughs> yeah. in between where it's like, well, no, I feel bad about purchasing this. Well, yeah, you see a buyer's remorse or something, and then you're looking for validation from complete strangers on the yeah. internet. Yeah, uh, exactly. And and not only – I will say one, one angle more than complete strangers. I want people to be aware that within the YouTube sphere, what, what you see and hear is often marketing material. It's just – and this is going to make people mad. Like, no, nah, I hear everything they say is, is, is gospel in their own opinion hogwash um particularly as the channels go up in in uh in viewer count you, you should say to yourself why of all the firearms why did they show that one and why did they show it on the same day of 12 other youtubers like that's interesting um so it, it's even harder when you're like like if i want an opinion and i find a and i find a a, a video from a channel with 50 subscribers i'm like oh i'm in like this guy this guy is just going to say exactly what he wants to say. Ain't nobody going to get in his way. He don't give no Fs and he's just going to like spew it out. So I, I like, I was, I was doing my review of the um, IWI Carmel and there was a guy who like, 
who I watch videos on of how like disassemble it, how it mm-hmm. worked. He was kind of bitching and complaining about it. And he had like 30 subscribers and I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, but there's, there's truth yeah. to that. And, and I think a couple, uh, I forget what it was. I think it was like maybe the lead and steel video when they got some crap about their mm-hmm. optic or something. And he actually did, uh, he's been on the pod before. He's a great guy. The owner. Nice. Uh, I've, talked to, I've talked to him too. Super nice. Yeah, he's a great dude. And he spelled it out in his videos just so you guys understand. Like these are like pre-scheduled releases. They send out these advanced copies of these firearms, these optics, whatever. And they let these influencers do their testing and evaluation and content. And then there's like a coordinated date when everybody it's it's, it's not just it's not just like, oh hey, what a quinky dink. We all dropped our videos at the same time. Like, nope, it is planned and scheduled that way to like drive revenue and bring an influx of cash in for the company to help, you know, restore capital after they, they dropped the product or what. I mean, he, he did a really good job explaining it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I like, I, I kind of knew that, but he did a really, really good job articulating it. And there's still people out there that want to believe that that's not a thing. And they will, they're like, no, that's just certain, you know, this guy would never tell me to buy this product over this one because he gets a cash kickback. Yeah. And, yes, and not would. even that, like, let's say it wasn't even cash at all, but what, what if you're always involved in that, in that group, right? There, there's, there's a certain group and you're always involved in that, in that release schedule. And I'm not trying to say this happens, but I'm, I'm saying this is very, uh, this would be a hard thing um, for me to balance, right? Be like, okay, hey, I'm in this, I'm in this group. I'd always get these things from these people. Uh, I, I don't do this. Like, let's say this, like hypothetical situation, right? Yeah. And it comes in and you have something negative to say. You, you would have to have a pretty good relationship with those individuals and that brand to be able to say something negative and then still get the next set. Um, and so, so for that not to be in someone's mindset, uh, has to be, I think that's crazy where like, there has to be some degree of like, Hey, there's this really negative thing about this product. How am I going to bring that up without, you know, they, this is their livelihood. Hey, this is how they survive. Like they, they can't be cool. They're going to be, they're going to be honest. They're going to tell you everything, but not if it cuts at their own bottom line. I, I, I think that's a hard part for channels, particularly when they get really big. Um, how do you walk those lines balancing between, you know, the, the product, the, the, the brand themselves, and then you're actually your audience. Like that's, it's, it's a really it's a hard balancing delicate act balance and, you have to do. Yeah. And I'm, and, I'm not looking forward to that hard situation of like, I would, I would try to avoid that as much as possible. It'd be like, I don't want to be in one of those loops because it'd be like, okay, yeah, the popularity of this brand is keeping our channel at the top. But that means we need to keep them. So then, you know, would that impact our integrity? I want to say no, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, ultimately, I'm about to piss these people off. Or right now, I'm like, I think that's the coolest part about thin line defense. Like, hey, I'm about to piss these people off, and it's going to be fantastic, <laughs> and nobody cares. Um, I I have not gotten to that point yet. We had one sponsor that actually didn't want to renew business with us, so that was cool. Um, wasn't thrilled with the product anyway. <laughs> um, actually, sorry, two. They're both holster companies. Uh, mm-hmm. Always one was way better than the other, yeah. um, but I did have issues with one, and I was like, okay, um, I, it's not gonna like break my heart. Uh, and even with like, uh, so HRT is a big supporter for us, and like I was full on ready to hate the LBAC. Really wanted to. I wanted to hate it because I looked at, it, I was like, this is over engineered as shit. There's no way I'm gonna like this. And I actually love it. Uh, like it took me a while to get it set up. 
and size correctly because I'm dumb. But once I did, I'm like, dude, this thing's awesome. This is by far the most, because I've only ever ran slick plate carriers before with no shoulder pads. And once I started running that, I was like, dude, this is this is the balls. I love this thing. And, and I'll say HRT is probably one of my favorite companies to work with <clears> because of the, you know, the, the trifecta we talked about between the product, the brand and the audience. They don't connect to the product, right? They don't, they don't say like, oh, Walsh is something negative about a product. He's saying something negative about us, which is mm-hmm. not always the case, right? So they're, they're probably one of the, the de facto definitions of like how you approach someone who gives negative feedback. And I've, I've always loved it because there's a couple of times I've just, it's like, hey, this isn't good. This, this is my negative. This is that. And I've talked to him like, hey, we got a couple of guys on the phone. Can you go over all the things you didn't like that was in that video? Like, yep, let's just go run through them. Like, cool, thanks. We, we love the input. And when they come out with the next product, it's significantly better. They didn't take that input and just throw it in the trash or like, oh, this guy's just whining and complaining, which I can. I mean, sometimes I'm just whining. <laughs> but, but like they took that input and like didn't take it personally or emotionally. They took it as, as valued input to have some of the best – like they their arc belt is phenomenal like they they built one of the best systems out there like yep this is wonderful you you built a fantastic product and even the their original arc um the arc pouches like the mag pouches i was involved in some of like the feedback on those and i'm like hey this part is garbage this is good this is that and they they're like oh hold on let's go let me write all this down let me get your input and then they their end product was it was all cleaned up. I love, I love those mag pouches. They're wow. absolutely, it's like, yeah, and- uh, for me, it's like the, uh, have you ever used the, like the Aztec highways? Oh, yeah. Yeah, was like a yeah. Step up. yeah. Yeah. Like I like those after like 90 days of break in, like those are just yeah. phenomenal mag pouches. So but I've had a couple where when you get it, you got to like, you have to fight to index that mag into the pouch. And I'm like, I'm not really enjoying this right now, but with the HT ones. Oh, really? So I'll go the other way where it, after about 270 <clears throat> days, the whole STAC mag starts to just like do its own thing where you got to get the hairdryer out, start reshaping remold the kydex. <laughs> remold the ki- and, I, and I had to do that so many, like just having so many STAC pouches and so flipping through so much stuff and do so many reviews. It's like the, the kydex would wear out. It's not a huge deal. You could just reshape it. You'd be mm-hmm. set for another six months, but I would leave, like I'd leave a, a belt set up in a, ready for arrange something and i go to pull the mags out and they just fall out like hold on i gotta go reshape this thing whereas the hrt is the same as the s-tax but without the headache yeah the only thing i didn't like with the mag pouches from hrt and it's a me thing it's not a big deal is the uh like the tigris uh, like malice clips and it's only because like i really struggled with it (laughs) like i really had to find out like i Dude, I sat there. I was like, I'll just do this in front of the TV. I was like, relax. This will be a really calming and enjoyable experience for me. And it was not. Not. So, I will say, disclaimer, it was putting their pouches with their attachments on like a T-Rex Orion belt. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like designed to go together, but it worked. Like once it was in there, it was secure as hell. It was great. Uh, but I have like really big hands and like, I just, and to be fair, I struggle with regular mouse clips anyways. So it's not really a them thing. It's like, it's a me thing. I laugh about this story, but we were, we were going to the Jealous Hog tactical one, and Jason was like, he's like, hey, I'm going to set up one of these HRT belts. <clears throat> I was like, yeah, just set it up on the way. Like, I'll just, I'll just give you, get your stuff in the car. Let's do it in the you car. You can just set it up because he's, he's a righty and I'm a lefty. We can just, you can just configure it in the car. 
it's not that big of a deal. Me knowing the drama of those clips, like knowing that, like, so I, like hand him a multi tool, and he's like, "What do I need this for?" And then you're like, gonna need that. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he looks at him, he's like, like, listen, bro, you want like, because he kind of complained. He didn't. He, he didn't like how on the defense mechanisms belt, there's a little bit of floppiness to it. I it never phased me at all, like how the the one wrap kind of gives things a little bit of flexibility. There's a there's a little bit of movement in it. He wanted like this ultra rigid, like not gonna move, not gonna go anywhere. Tigris to Tigris connection. I'm like, you're gonna get that, like, but you're gonna work through every one of those pouches. So you may as well, like, you better measure that out first. So it, it was funny, but ultimately he was like, I love this belt. I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what you want, but like, it's way it comes down to what we were talking about before. Like, it, it's very personal and things like that. Uh, one mm-hmm. thing I want to go back to talking about sponsors, um, just just kind of sharing like maybe a little bit of a uh, background between, uh, you know, between doing YouTube and business and, and doing the podcast. Uh, sponsors can be a really tricky piece with um, with with subscribers and, and balancing that same piece of like, you know, keeping your integrity to your viewers and everything else, particularly when you have, you know, a sponsor who, you know, you don't have any control over their business, but they start yeah. to do like hot garbage. And you're like, and again, I haven't had this, this, I haven't had this situation, but it's just one of those fears in my mind of like, all right, what, what happens when a, when a sponsor goes sideways or like starts treating, you know, customers in a way that, you know, that we don't stand for, you have to like balance all that too. Or like, Hey, we're going to take new sponsors on. And you look, you kind of have to look at like, well, well, how does, how does that align with what our, what our viewership would look like? Is that appropriate? Um, like, do we want to have some, like, it was like, do we want to have some Chinese branded belt as a spot? Like, no, like, no, it's just, it's not going to be appropriate. Like that you would damage your own self to bring these people on no matter the money they're going to give you. Like it, it's not about the money. And it's tough too, because like when you first, or at least for me, like when I first started and I like, I remember I got my first message from somebody like, we'd like to sponsor you. It was a garbage product. And I was like, I was so tempted to like, just do it. Cause I was like, Ooh, a sponsor. Um, I, and I'm pretty sure it was a scam anyways, but it was like a survival bracelet, you know, like a oh, pair yeah. of, oh, yeah, a bunch of goofy shit tied into it. And I was like, like, all you need to do is, is buy one and we'll send you as many more as you want. And I'm like, no, uh, something about non-sustainable business, uh, tells me that yeah, this is a lie, you and, know, and then working towards getting an actual sponsor. I was like, so scared. Like I want to eat, like for exactly that reason, like I, I want to partner with somebody good and like, I want this to work and it's it, it, but i think it's also like you have to start somewhere like we we were sponsored <clears throat> no not sponsored <throat> by but we worked with um as an affiliate worked with olight for a long time they they have a, a they're not well loved they're just not loved it's they're just not the well way loved. It is. They're, they're just <laughs> not uh, i mean I, I we talked about this before we started but like yes. i wish that one of my many many olights had broken at some point so that i could stand there and go yeah guys you're right these are garbage but every one of them functions perfectly, even after we've shot them with shotguns and smashed them with hammers. We're like, can we like we're kind of internally like we joke, like, can we can we break one? Like, can you just can we just have one that doesn't work? So we can be like, all right, we're out because this one doesn't work anymore. But that's not the case. So it, it's kind of hard to be like, OK, these don't function when they, they really are good. But I think, you know, starting with an original channel, it, you have to start somewhere. So, like, yeah, you're going to work with some affiliates and some brands that it, like, you're not going to get EOTech out of the gate. Right, you're not gonna be like, oh, we're gonna get we got some EOTech optics from for us. Like, probably not gonna. Wouldn't happen. that be nice? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. But 
and and when those things do happen, it's pretty wild, right? Because you're gonna you're gonna be working through, and I think it makes those EOTech you know uh, affiliations or 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 you know when they're helping out the channel so much more powerful because you're like, yeah, I, I went through the O lights, the 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 other people like we you kind of have to like tread your way through it to some degree of like, okay, yeah, we we're a small channel and and we we can't really get the attention of bigger brands but we want to grow and that's just part of what it is i want to be able to show you guys stuff even if it's not everybody's well, and that's and, and that's like my favorite too when people like all have friends and stuff like so uh custom night vision is a sponsor right and sent me a pair of 1431s awesome badass mind you this is three and a half years after i started this whole thing and like put in countless hours and money and and people actually like friends, family, my own brother, like, oh, must be must be fucking nice. I was like, you know what? One, fuck you. Two, it is. You know what? It is because I worked really hard to get to this point and like had to fail a bunch, make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they took a chance on me like it. it it's it, everyone only ever sees the nice stuff, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't see like. Either re- like how many people did you reach out to and get rejections or uh, how many did you lose over X amount of time or, or whatever. Yeah. So, the, and that's the piece that I'll talk about, like, Oh, they sent you a, a $600 optic. That's pretty cool. You got that for free. Like, yeah, it only cost me 60 hours worth of work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that, that's not very cool. Like that's just what it is, man. They're not going to pay you like, yeah, you can get an optic, but if you do a, uh, you know, half-assed job on it, they're not going to want to have you promote their gear. So you're going to want to, you're going to put your all into it and you're going to put in way more time and energy than, than whatever that optics worth. And then maybe you're like, Oh, well, I sold it on the market for 50% of what it's worth. Like, cool. So you made what? $300, you know, yeah, so I mean, they, they just don't see the whole thing behind it. Like, yeah, exactly. For me, editing. I, I told somebody we we're talking, they recognize us at the range today, but they were like, Oh, how long does it take to, to do a video? And I'm like, takes me about an hour per minute. So like if it's a minute, if it's a minute per video, that's probably about an hour from range time to editing, to planning, to like getting everything out. So when you see things like 20, 30 minute videos, like, dude, it really takes that long. Like, yeah, there could be, there could be an intricate segment where I'm talking about, you know, the different parts of a, of a reticle or going through different stuff and it's all moving around or like, I don't know if you ever saw the old ones they used to do with like the zombies. Did you ever see that one? Like, I did not. The, yeah, no. So it, did, it used to do this. They used to have this cool reticle, and like it was all these zombies of like the whole team, and like it would already be zoomed in, and then it would zoom in closer and do all these cool things. And it was it was taking me like five or six hours to work out this like thirty second period of like I'm not doing that anymore. Like that is yeah. not it's not worth the trouble. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's a lot of time and effort. Um, that people don't see. And, you know, but I mean, it's, it's appreciated, you know, I mean, people, obviously they like what you guys are doing and, uh, and it's helpful. It really is with so much stuff out there, what you guys are doing, uh, in terms of just reviews and information, unbiased opinions, like it's hard to even put a dollar amount, I think on, on some of that stuff, you know, um, and I'll I'll say, I know probably you're going to wrap us up, but I'm gonna steal one thing. Um, I think going on with that, I think the, the hard part, a lot of people see like it's, it's this, um, marketing mindset like now mark marketing wants you to think this way like like you they have trained you to think this way that the most expensive product is the best product right like 
oh, oh, that thing costs $800. That thing costs $900. Well, I want to get the better one. So I'm going to get the $900. You get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's, no. it's not always the case. You can pay money for the same exact thing. And I, I think that's why we really like the channel where it's like, yeah, you can buy a $700 plate carrier or you could buy a $200 plate carrier and they're both going to hold plates, right? It's like, it's like, hey, if you had all the money in the world, would you buy a Jaguar? Like, uh, I highly recommend that you don't. Like, that's a horrible car. Like you, you don't know that unless you know something about cars, right? But you look right. at the prices and you're like, oh, look at that must be, oh, I'm going to get myself a supercar. Like, no, man, you, you're an idiot. Like, that's what you are. <laughs> so it can come to the same thing where like being aware that the price is not always the most indicative. And, and so we did uh, the Zeiss thermal one where like there was, there was a really, there's a lot of difference in price. And, you know, one, one thermal was really expensive at like 4,000. One was at like, I'm just throwing numbers. I don't think this is the real, the real price, but anyway, it was super close. One was like 17 and one was like 2,100. And mm -hmm. the difference between the 17 and 2,100 was so incredibly massive that it made it such a smart buy. But then the difference between the middle 2,100 and the 4,000 was so incredibly small that it didn't make any sense. Right. So it was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's, it's ultra fancy, but you get 99% of it for half the cost. Like it's such yeah. a smart buy. So I think that's the thing we try to tell people is like the, the most expensive, the, buying the most expensive thing is being every marketer's wet dream. Like if you're that guy, if you're yep. that guy, the marketing teams have, they got you by the balls. Like they, they have, they figured you out. Yeah. That, and that's their job. And that means that they did yeah. a good job. If that's where you're, your head's right. yeah, that's tough. It, that means that means they did a good job. And, and there's ads in your face every single day of like uh, of marketers feeding you information every single day. So it, it's so incredibly difficult without seeing 10 different optics to know which one. Oh, oh this cheaper one is is OK. Like, but you'd never know that because you're going to buy one. Most people are going to buy one of something. And right. yeah, I think that's a good you're thing gonna, we can bring them I'll be like, hey, here's yeah, a good balance. You're not going to buy five of them, work it out on your own. And maybe that's like the redeeming quality of like whatever stuff you can buy on Amazon, like yeah. mostly Trigicon and Hollow Sun. And you're like, yeah, I'll just return the ones that I hate after I void my warranty by mounting and zeroing all of them. And <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a it's a process. And uh, again, that's where like what you guys do is <clears throat> incredibly valuable. And Obviously, you're not the only ones out there doing it, but I know that I like your guys' content. I find a lot of value in the reviews and the fact you have like an actual process. So everything goes to the exact same testing and, and uh, evaluation. And you can say, well, um, and I know it's, it's got to be tough, right? You're like, well, these are both really good plate carriers. Uh, and because I'm sure you guys get, you know, some shit like really is it that big of a deal? Like, well, I have to pick something that's a negative. I can't just say it's yeah, everything's yeah. a five star and, you know, oh, that's Condor. So by nature, it's a one. Like, I can't, you're, you're, you're there trying to get, you know, an actual review. So, yeah. Um, and people give me a lot of grief about the, the top five. I, I'm going to tell you this any of, the, any of those carriers in the top five, even me, I lose sleep over which ones are the better ones. Like, a lot of times that's like, okay, which angle am I looking at this at? Because they're all so good. Um, you just, you can't go wrong with so many of the good ones between, you know, like the defense mechanisms, the HRTs, the Agilites, um, the, the Shaw is probably the best one on the market. It's just really expensive and it's designed for a war fighter. If, if you're not fighting a war, it's probably not what you need. You could probably get away with something a, a little bit less. If you yeah. are, yeah, I'd fight, I'd fight your unit or whoever you're working with. Get that. Like it is, that is, you got the money, go for it. You got it. Yeah. 
uh, Uncle Sam's probably going to pay for it. I'd want that too. I'd be like, yeah, give, give me a shot. <laughs> right, right. Um, so we're kind of we're running up to it, and I know uh, you're you're busy and you had a long day before this. And I appreciate you coming on and sitting down and chatting with me, man. Where uh, if if people haven't realized already, you guys have a YouTube channel. Um, I can't do anything about that. But where can people find you guys on like YouTube? I know you have a website, uh, social media. Yep. So you can you can check us on Instagram. Pretty much everything. If you go to Thinline Defense Co. Um, on Instagram, thinlinedefenseco.com. Uh, you can find us on yeah YouTube, same thing. Pretty much anywhere, Thinline Defense Co., Facebook. I think we're on Rumble. Um, I think we've gotten like eight views total, so that's great. Rumble is nice. really, nice. Rumble's really, really kicking off. Um, <laughs> but we're on X, Twitter, whatever it's called nowadays. Uh, pretty much everything, Thinline Defense Co., come see us. Uh, we, we do have a really good Discord. We have a good community. We have a Thursday live chat. We really do try to focus a lot of the channel around the viewers. So we even have part of our live chat where it's it's a 30-minute Q&A where we we pretty much just show all the viewers input. We, we want to hear what they have to say. We want to laugh along with them. Half of our stories and inside jokes are from them. We do, we, I don't know if you've seen our giveaway, but we do this we do this wheel and we refer to it as the wheel of disappointment. Cause we just like to watch everybody lose. Like, cause they like, you're like, Oh, who's going to get super screwed. And like, it's always like, Oh, Oh, you got screwed. So like watching you, wheel of fortune. Yeah. The bankrupt, yeah. Yes. So, so we do give away a bunch of random stuff. Like, Oh, what's on the desk? Like, okay, this, this hollow sun tool, we're giving this away. Who's going to lose. That's <laughs> not to that degree. We do more fun stuff with it, but we do, yeah. we do also do a lot of giveaways um, from HRT. We do stuff with Agilite. We do stuff with defense mechanisms. So we do a lot of fun stuff over there between our discord and everything else. So please come join in. Oh, have you, did you do anything with the, um, the uh, survival stories? Oh, I have not. No. Oh, so we did. You may have to go check it out now. So we did a viewer driven. So I started to do the YouTube polls, but we did a survival story like, hey, the power goes out, whatever. You don't know what's going on. And then it's like a bunch of options. Right. Oh, so choose then, your own adventure book. It's like choose your own adventure survival story. So yeah. it's gotten pretty crazy. Uh, they just got it just got revealed that one of the party members was killed by the vegetarians that were within the camp. Uh, and they were like stealing all the meat. So like, and then, so now they have to pick what they want to do. And so it, it's, it's taken off to, it's, it's quite the beast. It's, it's a good time. I have a good time with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, honestly, I wish we were as well set up as you guys are. I, I don't, maybe in the future. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. And I'd love to, we can collab too. I'd love to have you come on, come on our live and you can come talk with us and just talk with the viewers sure. and, and BS. I, I'd, I'd love to have you come on. That'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I, I appreciate you making the time, man. I know you're busy. You got a ton going on. Uh, this has been awesome and uh, look forward to doing this again in the future, hopefully. And uh, we'll be in touch, man. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to we'll catch you guys later. That was a really cool conversation. Uh, we got into like, honestly, I, I had some idea what we would kind of uh, talk about with with Walsh, right? Because of what Thin Line does and the nature of how they like create content. Um, and how he does his review process and stuff. Uh, but it was really neat to actually have somebody else here who's kind of in the same, I guess, part of the industry, right? That uh, is is able to speak on some of the the intricacies, right? The behind the scenes, uh, behind the curtain uh, where the wizard lives, uh, which is funny because the whole wizard nation thing, but uh, behind the curtain, it's a Wizard of Oz reference. If you guys are too young to understand that um, or too illiterate, uh, both are favorite. But it was just, it was really neat. Like, I didn't, going into this, think we were going to have that discussion. Uh, and it was cool. 
because he knows from his own experiences and you know uh, we talked for probably a good hour at least afterwards as well uh i'm just you know more of the ins and outs of kind of filling this role within uh you know the 2a space and everything that comes along with it both good and bad um and if you guys haven't checked out their stuff on youtube like i really i implore you to go take a look Uh, i think with we can all agree right that while there's justifications for price for for everything we spend a lot of money on gear it's it's one of those things like we're seldom upset about it uh, unless it's like exorbitant but we're usually getting something really cool like a plate carrier or an optic or something and if you want to make an infer an informed informed <laughs> an informed purchase uh having good reviews out there it, it helps everybody it helps the businesses that are out there actually making quality products because let's let's you know be honest here if you buy a shit product from a crap company you're basically a one and done shot for them. And that's not a business model that any real company wants. So they're invested in bringing eyes to their products so that you're going to buy into it and literally buy it and be happy with it. So, and you know, you're not going to hit with everything, but having quality reviews out there to satisfy the fan base, to satisfy your consumer base from a retail perspective is really, really important. So what the guys at thin line are able to do is vital in our community to, our success as prepared individuals and you know on the retail side the success that the company has and then you know there is a piece of that obviously that's the success of what they're doing and and you know even what I do here with this podcast so uh, really really neat to have somebody who you know was in the military is now a full-time youtuber to have that perspective and who's gone through the growing pains and it's it's cool because they're somebody else who just got their their start really during the COVID era uh, where so many of us uh, had tried to start new endeavors and things. And if you're not committed to it and you're not willing to grow and learn, because not everybody is, uh, and that's okay because owning your own business or operating your own, you know, side, whatever you want to call it, side hustle, whatever, it's not for everyone. And that's okay. Like plenty of people are going to go through life not doing that. And being a content creator is not for everyone. It's a very weird game and, uh, it's nice to, for me anyways, to be able to talk to somebody who kind of, you know, knows the growing pains and the successes and the failures and things like that. So, uh, hopefully that answers like some questions for you guys, or maybe it, if it triggers even more questions, like reach out, let us know. We'll, I'm sure both of us would be happy to tell you, I mean, to an extent, right, what we can, uh, for any of it. Cause I get those questions all the time and I'm sure he does too. Hey, I want to start my own channel. Hey, I want to start my own podcast. How'd you do it? And what would you recommend? And almost nobody is really, uh, ever ready for the answer, but, uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed the discussion. I, I would love to do more and I'm, I, it sounds like we're going to try and do more. We're going to collaborate on some stuff. We're going to have some more discussions. I'm going to try and bring Walsh in on, on some more topics and things, uh, with me and Josh even, and it, it's good. It's good. Like he is a awesome dude and he's, you know, played with a bunch of gear. He's experienced a lot of things and, and done a lot of training and just like one of those people that like, has that vibe about him that I really dig. Um, there's a handful of people in this community that I've been able to make those kinds of connections with. And a lot of them, uh, if not all of them, are, are guests on this podcast, which is really, at the end of the day, what makes me so fortunate. Like, at the end of it all, I win, uh, it, regardless of what happens. But I win because I am able to make connections and friendships and build relationships with some, like, really, really interesting people, some exceptional humans uh, from all walks of life that do all sorts of different things. It's not always just about having pipe hitters on that could tell war stories, which is cool, and I have a mad amount of respect for the people that do that, because I never did. 
Um, but it's nice to to broaden the horizons and to have those discussions and build the friendships. It, it really is because when all the the cool guy stuff is gone, uh, the gear and the money or, wh- or whatever you know, like whatever the stuff that people say that they care about and is the most important to them, uh, the quality of your relationships and the caliber of the company that you keep is really, I think, what is most valuable. So really enjoyed having Walsh on as he checks like a lot of those boxes he and I, uh, just talking afterwards and beforehand and stuff, we align on a lot is really, really cool. So, uh, very happy, uh, really looking forward to connecting, uh, connecting with them and, and hoping, you know, that we're able to, to collaborate on some, some pretty neat projects in the future here and stuff. I'm going to really look, you know, go out of my way to look for that. And if you guys, seriously, if you don't follow their YouTube channel or their Instagram, I would go give it a look. You know, there's a, there's a better than not chance if you're somebody who's, uh, if you're if you're thinking about spending what I will say is real money, you know more than a hundred bucks. If you're looking at spending real money on a plate carrier or a chest rig or an optic or something, they do really good work with their reviews and they go pretty in depth. That's not to say that I think they're necessarily better than the next person, but I can confidently recommend them and say they do a good job. You know when I. When I walked away, having watched their video, when I was waiting to get the LBAC carrier, like, I didn't really have too many questions. Like, there was a certain level of anxiety that comes with waiting to get your hands on, you know, any gear, because <laughs> we're all children at heart, right? Uh, but, like, after watching the review, I didn't really have too many questions about the setup, about the functionality, about the feature set. You know what I mean? They do a very good job with that and addressing what I think are pretty standard and normal or reasonable questions, you know, so check out their content. They do a really, really good job with it. Um, and you know, and sometimes they do some goofy stuff too, because some of you guys ask for some really goofy stuff. Uh, and just understand that if you, if with a lot of people, you know, if you think their testing process is goofy, that it was probably shaped or, or uh, impacted at some point in time by somebody who had a obnoxious request and somebody's just trying to make somebody happy and include it. Um, you know, so, uh, but like I said, I hope you guys really enjoyed the discussion. Uh, we have a couple of really cool uh, guests and d- discussions and topics and things coming up across the next few weeks. This was a badass way to kick off 2024 having Walsh on. I could not be happier and I'm really looking forward to what the rest of the year brings. Um, we will not unfortunately be attending SHOT Show this year, but like it, it's a goal, man. It is a goal. And for people that don't realize like you, it's an industry event. So you have to be uh, an industry person. You, you can't just show up right and so like all other major trips and stuff because i'm in detroit and vegas is the entire country away there's planning that has to go into it there's money that goes into it and you know i think like there's going to be a very concerted effort to make that happen next year and i'm you know i really because it sucks man it kills me uh hearing all the just getting the questions hey man you can be at shot i would love to connect and for like the third year in a row of people actually caring enough about who we are and wanting to connect with me, um, I have to say I can't make it this year. But you know what? The hell with it. Next year, I will. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to make it out there. I'm going to be able to connect with a lot of these guys, like the crew from Thin Line, and you know see what it's all about. But at any rate, like I said, next couple of weeks here stacked with really really cool guests and very interesting topics very much looking forward to it especially as we kind of we hit the winter months so you guys will have basically no excuse but to stay indoors 
to shelter from the cold and listen to our podcast. Um, and if you guys are listening this far and you still care what I have to say, thank you because your support, uh, is so appreciated. And if you guys by, if you're still listening to this and you're not following us, please give us a follow or consider giving us a follow on you know, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, whatever, all of that stuff gets tracked and all of that helps us do the things that we do. Um, if you, you know, you want to hear about somebody literally as I took a break between recording and putting this, uh, like these closing comments and thoughts together, I had somebody reach out, Hey man, I listened to your last episode and they had like five questions and it was awesome. And one of them was, can you bring somebody on that fits ABCD? And I can honestly say it was something I've not been asked for before, which is cool because it's a new challenge and a new way to approach a discussion. And I'm going to do my best to try and, and address that. So if you guys have questions, if there's something you want us to talk about or somebody you want us to talk to, reach out and let us know. Like we're just dudes, send us an email, shoot us a direct message, whatever. And we'll do our best to uh, bring that to you guys. But that is all that I have for you this week. I'm not going to drag this out any longer. You guys be safe out there. Enjoy the new year. And like we always say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared.